0: I'm recording an album. It's sort of techno mixed with garbage. You know, intense, in-your-face music. Hello and welcome to episode 383 of Under the Call of MS. This is a normal Tuesday comics and MS health episode. Well, we got a little pile of comics here today. On the top of my stack is The Big Amoeba by Art Baltazar, which I've reviewed in the past. I didn't reread it, but I took it to the con to get it autographed by Art. And he did a little headshot of himself in here. Oh, yeah, above it. It's awesome. So I got that signed. I picked up a second copy to take down there to have him sign just. I don't know. It's not like I'm going to sell any of this stuff or anything like that. It's part of my own collection. But I just, I like when, to see what they scribble in there when they, they sign stuff. See if you get any extra bonuses. And in there I just so happened to get him drawing himself a little headshot. But yeah, this is one of my favorite comics. I will give you The Big Amoeba. Feeling un- underappreciated. Art, a struggling cartoonist. He's, decides to stage a bogus comic award show. His scam gets out of control when comic fans take the award seriously. Now, this is a blast reading this comic back when I did. I almost want to reread it now, but I have a podcast to do. This is done by Platinum Studios Comics. But yeah, I picked up a second one just to have it signed and... This has Art, his wife, Franco, I think Franco's mom is in here. There's just a bunch of characters in here from the oh Aya yeah, crew, and it's just, it was a really fun Comic-Con style story. So check out The Big Amoeba if you get a chance. And then starting with out with our pile here today, we got The Gunslinger Spawn, number six. Which, I don't know, this could pass, I don't know. I can't remember if I got any other gunslingers coming. They could end it right here with this issue and then just cross over into the spawn run. Which this might. I'm not sure. I... I have no problem with this keeps going on. Like I said in the past, this is my favorite spawn. Well, one of my two favorite spawn. Yeah, it's my favorite. It's got it's got clown. It, clown got a lot. Clowny got a lot of time in this run, and that's that's a huge bonus for me. So like you put the violator clown in anything, it's gonna make it better. So. But yeah, you get to see what happens further into the story between the Gunslinger and uh, colony, all planning their little attack to take down Spawn, open up the four corners of hell and all that. And you gotta read it to find out what happens, but yeah, that story, that was a good strong storyline, I, I really enjoyed that. If you didn't read anything else... In this whole new Spawn series, I'd say read the six issues of Gunslinger Spawn. And if you like those, then you can go deeper into the story. But Those would just be a little outside teaser story without ruining the main story, which would be nice for you. If you just want to check it out, see if you like the artwork and the characters and everything. And then we have Hulk number five. I got an awesome Carnage Forever variant cover. Just beautiful. The reds and greens with the Hulk Carnage character. It's just sweet looking. But Bruce Banner has somehow managed to split the Hulk into three distinct parts. The Hulk's body has been turned into a starship. Banner's psyche pilots it from within the Hulk's mind, and the Hulk's psyche fuels the starship with his anger, which Banner harnesses by locking the Hulk in the engine room and sending escalating levels of opponents for him to fight. Hulk was pulled into an alternate reality by another version of Bruce Banner, one who never became the Hulk. And rather than heroes, this reality has abominations. Victims of radiation from the gamma bombs, this reality's banner successfully developed, and that his father-in-law, President Thunderbolt Ross, then used to establish the United States as the undisputed global superpower. This reality's banner has watched hundreds of abominations be created and destroyed and had hoped to study Starship Hulk to find a cure and atone for his part in the violence. But before the two banners could come to an agreement, President Ross attacked them with every gamma weapon in his arsenal, including a gamma-irradiated Peter Parkett, Peter Parker, Smashtronaut Part Five, by Donny Cates and Ryan Otley. I don't know. I'm ready for this story to finish. It is fun seeing the Super Spider and all that, and just the characters that get put through here. But the whole storyline of the banner attacking the Hulk without attacking the Hulk and using the Hulk's powers to fuel the other Hulk. And it's like, holy shit, too many storylines, Batman. And it's like, let's get off this train. It's like, why do we gotta split the Hulk into all these different things? He's already split personality for the rest of his life that we've dealt with. And now you're just making it even more complicated. I don't know. And then you're adding multi- multiverses. Which are going to bring different banners. And different hulks. and <sighs> Holy spandex Robin. It's, like, it's just way too much stuff. That's going to be happening with the Hulk line. I enjoyed it at first. When I first started reading it. But now, I'm ready for that to end. I'm going to probably jump off this run here. Finish off the Smash not? I'm not sure how many issues it's... If it'll stop at 6, hopefully it will. Knowing this, it'll probably go to a 7. Who knows? Or probably go (laughs) 9. But we will find out, and then we will decide. But I'm not sure what I still have coming pre-ordered so I'll have to look into that figure it out from there but it's not it's interesting and everything but I don't know I think Hulk was complicated enough with two different egos and I was happy with that I don't know why we had to expand beyond that next up we got Silver Surfer Rebirth, another Carnage Forever variant cover, which is awesome. Silver Surfer crossover with Carnage, and the board also has a mouth coming off the front of it. And it's like the board is also Carnaged up, and so I love that. But in here, we get to see Silver Surfer dealing with Galactus. Not satisfied hungrily with what he ate and he wants more and Silver Surfer has to buy him more and causes conflict between Silver Surfer and Galactus and we get to see a certain character pop up in the end because of all this stuff that's happening between them. And at the same time, we also got Thanos and Nebula having a little quarrel throughout this storyline. And we get to see what's going on with them two characters again. Two characters that just blow my mind. It's like. I don't know what this. The main artist writer of these characters, what brought them to make these individuals. But yeah, these characters all have some major issues (laughs) that they got to work out, figure out. that's why I'm not really big on, not a fan of Thanos at all. Uh, Nebula I like, her sister I like. But yeah, it's not a fan of that character. And of course, he's popping in my comics that I'm enjoying, so i got to deal with it. And hopefully be able to... Who knows? Maybe one day something will happen that will change my mind and I'll end up liking him. I, and like I did, I they did have that purple Thanos pop with the Punisher shirt on. That, that one with the purple Punisher skull. That one was cool, and that's a, that's one time I actually liked the character. Uh, but next up, we got Task Force Z, number six, which I was hoping this is where this storyline ends. Again, I don't know. I'm not sure without looking at my uh, order notes and stuff if this is still going on. I'm pretty sure it is. But we get some stuff going on with uh, Bane and Mr. Freeze and Nightwing and KG Beast and all these characters. It's just... We're learning more about the Bloom character, the... really tall lanky, alien, flower-type character. We're learning about his past. A lot of these characters' past, the organization's past, and they're working towards trying to get things figured out with Waller in here. And whether or not there's going to be new tasks, suicide squad style task forces and if the zombie virus is gonna be part of it. But I mean it does go beyond this issue, but I just don't know how long it's gonna go beyond it. But it's like the whole story is Pretty much focused on hunting, on basically learning more about and figuring out more. I don't know if they're trying to capture them, hunt them down, take them out, or what, but this Bloom character, there's a big, a lot of stuff is relating to him. And with the zombie virus and everything, I don't know if that's all falling back on him or her, I'm not even sure what Sex the Bloom character is. Or they, or them, or... Whatever. But... Yeah, it's... It's another run that I'm... tired of. It's like, why didn't they make it a six-issue run? It's like, they take some... You get these runs that are... should be three four five six issue runs that uh, example would be the uh, other side that I read recently it was a very enjoyable comic but it started out strong and then ended quickly kind of like pushing the storyline out whereas I would have uh, Ran it out three, four, five, six issues and totally looked into that storyline more. That was just very interesting, different take on past storylines and stuff. So I think there's a lot of them that I've grabbed hold of that ended up being too short and ended up being too long. So this one's one that I think should have went six issues and gave up at that. And then they could decide what they wanted to do with all these task force and decide which one they're going to come up with. Oh, I got two more comics. I thought I had one more comic left. All right. The reason I had the little techno quote in the beginning is because of Techno Freak number four from American Mythology Productions, down and out in L.A. Welcome to the rather unexpected Issue 4 of Technofreak, which I think it might have been an, originally a three-issue run now that I think about it. Uh, but don't take my word on that. We're calling in the fourth part in the trilogy. If you've read Issue 3, you will understand. And if you haven't read Issue 3, boy, did you miss out. Track down the back issue now if not sooner. Sadly, this will be the last regular issue for a while. Technofreak has been a true labor of love, and each issue takes an age to put together. That said, we ain't done yet. See the inside back cover for the lowdown on what comes next. If you want to badger us for more, please email us at info at sundaylunchcomics.com yeah, so this was an example of something that was supposed to be three issues. Ended up being pushed into a fourth issue. But definitely could have been a sixth issue run. Uh, and it was very enjoyable. I, I love the cat. And his little masters and what, how he deals with them. and his little abilities and powers. It's like, this would be a fun way to go out in life. It's like you, your pet, you basically just end up turning into a robot, get nanites in your body that keep repairing you. <laughs> it's like, uh, but then we'd have way too many people in the world. Cause no one would be dying. I'm sure they'd still be reproducing like crazy. But yeah, yeah, Freak definitely a fun run. Definitely worth bringing a fourth issue in for a three-issue run. Even with that fourth issue, I could have easily had a couple more issues to keep explaining things and keep going on with the storyline. But where it ends, it leaves us saying, okay, there's going to be more chapters to this story, I think. So I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. Techno Freak was a lot of fun. And then we have Vampirella Dracula Unholy. Issue 4 from Dynamite Comics. Vampirella Dracula Unholy, A Love Story. Issue number 4. And this one... Caught in a love triangle between her new husband and f- his former love, Vampirella becomes suddenly aware that Dracula has been manipulating what she'd assumed to have been random events as the Lord of the Undead progressively asserts his control over the man she loves. Now, only Vampirella stands between him and a bloody conquest of mankind. Yeah, we got a little bit more of the storyline here. What's going on? And we get Vampirella's mother in here. She's a lot of fun in this issue. Uh, Some of her powers and things she does in here. It's uh, fun to see what's up with that. In this storyline, this is one that Should end at 6. I'm assuming it is going to end at 6. It was an enjoyable run. It was an interesting run. A different look at Dracula. And Bamferell all together. Um, But yeah. It's fun to see. Fun to learn a little bit more. About the whole family. Architect. and Archetype or whatever. The whole family entity. And how they all work together. And how they came to be or are coming to be or may not even be (laughs) but yeah I enjoyed this one I think the last issue was a little slower but this issue picked up made up for the last one from what I remember I don't know I could have enjoyed it more but I thought it was I'm pretty sure that one was more focused on the whole intimacy of the love story between the two and trying to get each other to work together and all that stuff. Get their click going on. But yeah, I'm thinking it's probably a six issue run. Hopefully it is. It's, end this with a fa- some facts some interesting facts see what we got if we have anything good this today in 1950 a vote was taken among sports writers and announcers they were asked to vote for the man and woman who were the greatest american athletes in the years 1900 to 1950 would Bruce Caitlyn Jenner qualify for being both in one? I don't know when Bruce was born. And he wasn't an athlete in the 1950s, so yeah, I guess that wouldn't work. worked. Most of the writers and announcers agreed. The greatest male athlete was Jim Thorpe. Thorpe, an American Indian who was a pro football and baseball player, He also won medals in the Olympic Games. The writer's and announcer's choice for the greatest female athlete was Babe Derdrickson Zaharias. She, too, won Olympic medals. She was good in just about every sport. She was a pro baseball and basketball player and a champion pro golfer. Okay, that's not that interesting, a in fact. All right, let's try a different one. The Arctic Tern. The Arctic Tern, T-E-R-N, is the world's most traveled bird. It spends the summer in the Arctic and the winter in the Antarctic. It's 25,000 miles of travel. Bam. So it must like cold, huh? I'm sure that the whole global warming shit's messing its up whole uh, traveling plans all together. I'm curious what they do nowadays. All right, one last one. Some people say that ten pin bowling began in Connecticut in 1845. Why ten pins? There was a law against nine pin bowling in the state at the time. <laughs> Yeah, 10 pins is better anyways. Good thing they brought out that law then. All right. I can't get my stuff put together right. All right, I'll just do that later. And we will end this segment here and we will get back with some health segment after this so don't go away or go away and we will be back with the health (laughs) okay let's talk some ms health stuff Let's see, there is an Accelerated Cure Project has a unique approach to accelerating MS research to cure MS and to enable people affected by MS to live their best lives. What do they do? They involve people affected by MS in the entire research process from design of studies to impact of results on their daily lives create much needed data and biosample resources and provide them to researchers worldwide and require the return of results from studies so that they can be shared with all MS research researchers to optimize their impact. Oh yeah, that's a good thing to to help. Push research and extend it. Uh, This is through the Accelerated Cure project. And it looks like they are in collaboration with iConquerMS, a site that I'm part of. Uh, So check that out. You can go to acceleratedcure.org or you can go to iConquerMS. And learn some more stuff about it. I don't know about studies available. If they're taking any people for studies or not. It's too hard for me to get into studies. Unless they have specific secondary or primary progressive groups. I'm kind of pushed out of the mainstream. And the relapsing groups now. So I can't be part of that type of thing. But you might be able to find something that might help help with your stuff and get you in some type of program to help people in the future. Maybe actually get to say, Hey, there's actually a cure for multiple sclerosis, but until then there is no cure for multiple sclerosis. And we just have to accept that and hope that something changes in the future and do what we can to help promote that. And it's like, get the voice out, get people to understand what ms is talk about it start your own podcast start your own blog and you don't want to talk then write do a blog you want want to become a star a movie star whatever start doing videos do youtube videos do facebook videos uh i have people i watch all the time that do little videos just pop on facebook randomly here and there Talk about MS, and it's great, because you're at least getting the word out. They'll answer questions, do whatever. Got more doctors that are putting out there. Dr. Boaster and a few other MS doctors are doing podcasting now and doing YouTube videos and stuff and questionnaires. It's great. Uh, it's, it's We're getting more and more people out there talking about it. And then we also lost a few people that just disappeared off the face of the earth that were doing it and were getting the word out. And I really, really bums me out. I don't know what happened to them. Tried to contact them. Just not getting no response. So, excuse me, I got to take a swig on the here. <clears throat> I've had very phlegmy throat the past few months, I've noticed. I don't know what's different that's causing it. It's just the moisture in the air or what. But yeah, there was some podcasters, some bloggers, some people that had some great ideas about lifestyle change that they're talking about. and All of a sudden, boom, they're just gone. I don't know if something happened bad or... If they just gave up or what, but I hope they come back. It's like, keep the words going. Good, bad, whatever, as long as we're talking about it, people can learn from it. And that's what we're here for. And can't do much else with their lives, so do what we can by getting the word out. At least that's my plan. Alright, some healthy breakfast foods. If you're a person that likes to eat breakfast, I'm a I'm an intermittent faster, so I'm not a fan of breakfast and oh, I'm a fan of breakfast foods. I love breakfast foods, but we have pancakes for dinner, eggs, egg style meal for dinner and stuff like that instead of doing it for breakfast, so But healthy things that you can have. Eggs are rich in protein and have been shown to increase fullness, reduce food intake later in the day, and enhance weight loss. Except for right now, because we had to kill a ton of chickens. We got a bad thing going. With eggs at the moment, and they're running low, and the price is are starting to go up and all that kind of crap. But yeah, when you sit there and cram a bunch of animals together and treat them like crap and then put them in nasty environments, things are going to happen and there's going to be infectious diseases and stuff that are going to appear. I mean, treat the animals good and give them a nice environment until they have to be put down, for Christ's sake. Let them roam. There's enough freaking empty land on this planet that we can sit there and let the animals roam before we torture them and slaughter them. Abuse them. It's such a... This world is just so ass backwards. There's gotta be alternate dimensions, cause this one is one of the fucked up ones. Uh, wheat germ is high in fiber... Studies show that cereal fiber may help reduce appetite, decrease your risk of weight gain, and keep blood sugar levels stable. Probably be good to throw a little of that into my oat, oats mix, maybe. Uh, bananas are high in fiber, which can keep you feeling fuller longer. Unripe bananas also contain resistant starch, which may help decrease food intake and belly fat. Yogurt is high in protein and has been associated with decreased hunger and food intake. Plus a lower risk of weight gain. Just make sure you're getting a good... Maybe a Greek yogurt or a full-fat yogurt or whatever. Just don't... I don't know if it's a full-fat that's the better... But Greek yogurt usually... The one that you want to go for, and then make sure just look at the ingredients. Make sure you're not getting the sugary ones. Uh, smoothies can be convenient be a convenient way to increase your intake of fiber and protein protein to reduce hunger and increase weight loss. But be sure not to add too many high calorie ingredients. Uh, watch your fruits and stuff because there's a lot of sugar in them. And don't use concentrates and concentrated juices and things like that. Uh, Berries are nutrient-dense and high in fiber. Studies show that eating berries may decrease calorie intake and weight loss. Grapefruits are low in calories, high in water, and rich in fiber. Studies show that they may increase weight loss and reduce calorie intake and body fat. Just watch if you're taking certain uh, blood pressure medications or other. Just check with your doctor with everything that you do. But uh, I know with certain blood pressure medications that I have, uh, grapefruits can mess with them. So I can't have grapefruits anymore, which I used to enjoy. Coffee has been shown to increase metabolism and fat burning, long-term coffee consumption. They also aid weight control. It's like I miss my coffee, my plain black coffee. Nothing exciting. I decided again this last weekend to try it. It's been a while. I picked up a vanilla coffee with a lavender uh, flavor in it. And yuck. It started out okay, except for a little too floral with the lavender. And then, almost halfway through the cup, all of a sudden, the nausea hit, and I felt like I was going to throw up again, so that, something happened that just ruined coffee for me, and I drank it forever, for probably 40 years, and it's like coffee black every day. Kiwis are high in fiber, including pectin, which may reduce appetite and enhance weight loss. This green tart fruit also acts as a natural laxative to help reduce water weight temporarily. So I never pick kiwis up. I enjoy them when I have them, but at least you don't see them that much in the stores lately either. It must be seasonal because I don't remember the last time I seen one in our store. Green tea and its components have been shown to increase fat burning and your number of burnt calories, which could aid weight loss. Also, tea and coffee both nauseate me again, which I haven't tried tea in a while. I could try that again, but kind of don't want It just makes you feel so shitty. High in protein and fiber, chia seeds have been shown to increase weight loss, reduce appetite, and stabilize blood sugar levels. I love using the chia seeds in my little honey water, lemon, cinnamon uh, tea that I make. Which again, it messes with me when I try and have it. Not as bad as regular tea, but still get that uh, feeling. Oatmeal is low in calories, but high in fiber and protein, which may help increase weight loss. It also contains beta glucan, which can decrease both blood sugar and appetite. Flax seeds are high in soluble fiber and have been shown to increase feelings of fullness and reduce appetite. All of these things are Uh, Most of these things are things you can put all into my little oats bowl, and you got it all in one. Uh, Nuts are high in fiber, protein, and healthy fats. Studies show that adding nuts to your diet may increase weight loss. So yeah, starting your day on the right foot and with the right food can make a world of difference when it comes to weight loss. Or whenever you want to eat it, you don't have to have breakfast at breakfast time. You can have it any time of day. Eating healthy breakfast foods can make it easier to curb cravings and stick to your weight loss goals. Uh, Yeah. Of course, you got to add that to also a workout routine and stuff. Excuse me. Scratchy dry throat. Uh some fatigue fighting hacks to supercharge your mornings. We're all about mornings today, huh? So it looks like uh don't hit snooze at all. Make sure you do not hit the snooze button. Just get your butt up, put your alarm clock far out of reach or something so you can't hit the snooze or whatever you have to do, or use your phone for your an alarm and set it on your Counter on your wardrobe or something like that, so you're not reaching for it when it goes off. Drink a glass of water first thing in the morning, and if you got a little bit of lemon, throw a little lemon slice or lime slice in there to perk it up for the morning if you want. But, but yeah, it's Water is great for your body. It's good all day long, but it's definitely a great thing to start your day and end your day with. But If you find you still can't shake morning lethargy, try upping your intake of water and other non-caffeinated beverages throughout the day. I also had... a. Uh, no. That was something else. Stretch your tired body with yoga. Uh, if you have a bit bit of time for morning yoga, take it. Just 25 minutes has been shown to boost energy levels and brain function. Uh, splash your face with water. I like hitting a little... Mid-cool water, not too cool, not too warm, but it's that little bit of coolness to kind of perk you up. But one cult favorite product is Sabarino's Morning Face Mask from Japan, which has essential oils to activate your senses. In one minute, this sheet mask cleanses, invigorates, and moisturizes your skin. Uh, if you have sensitive skin, you might want to avoid that product or check with your doctor or whatever, but I'm curious about that. I want to try that mask. Sabarino is morning mat, face mask. Uh, cold showers are reported to reduce sick day absences from work. And if you don't want to take a full shower, splash cold water in the face to signal a temperature change to your body, which may also do the, do, do the trick. Eat breakfast if you want to spark your energy in the morning. Uh, Build a fatigue-fighting breakfast instead. Since you eat a breakfast, eat at breakfast. Since what you eat at breakfast can affect how you feel for hours, making the right choices is critical for the morning. Uh, Get some fatigue-fighting foods like lean proteins, whole grains, nuts, nuts, Lower sugar fruits, some things of which we were talking about just before this. Uh, Avoid having sugar until lunch. Pay attention to your labels and see how much sugar you're getting at breakfast and cut back wherever possible. Keep whole foods like apples, carrots, and oranges on hand for easy access. Drink less coffee. Yes, we said less coffee, but not none. Though coffee has plenty of health benefits, chugging a lot in the morning may indirectly contribute to increased fatigue later in the day. Avoid the big mugs. Purchase a smaller cup if you have, have to to help reduce the amount that you drink. That makes sense. I see these people that are drinking it from when they wake up till nighttime. And it's like, man, that's just... You're confusing the shit out of your body and wearing your body down. It's just not doing no good for it. Get outside, walk around, get some fresh air to help activate your brain. Uh, If going outside is a chore in the early morning, adjust your curtain so that sunlight seeps in when you're getting ready to wake up. Get some cardio in throughout the morning. When pressed for time, get your body up with a few rounds of high knees and jumping jacks. Even 30 seconds of torso twist could do the trick. Or plan a short cardio commute. On your way to work, it's like, trust me, kids, in your younger days, you're going to appreciate any little stretching, yoga, flexibility, meditation, any of that stuff you do now. Because you're going to be doing it then and wishing that you started out earlier. I know. You don't want to listen to us old parts. We're ignorant. Ignorant. I, ignorant. But, yeah. You don't have to listen to me, but I guarantee you, you're going to be like, yeah, I wish I would have in your future. Uh Stress, not a good thing. Get rid of it. Keep it out of your life. It's just going to bring you down, wear you out, cause more problems. Uh, Streamline harried mornings at home by making school lunches the night before or make time for morning meditations and create calm before your day begins, the calm before the storm. Give yourself something to look forward to. Uh, Let another schedule determine yours. Make an earlier morning podcast or radio show part of your wake-up routine. And so you just give yourself something that you can look forward to early in the day or early in the morning. Even doing an outdoor walk or mid-morning break or pre-making an appealing breakfast that calls you out of your bed. Uh, those oats you can just make up and just let sit in your fridge and you can have them cold or warm or whatever whenever you're ready to have them they hold up pretty good for a week or so uh mental health is a good thing to keep an eye on uh you don't want fatigue morning fatigue to become a chronic problem and Cause depression and anxiety. Uh, Dig a little deeper. Asking some key questions about your. Your mental health state. May reveal an underlying condition. That needs professional attention. So, Doesn't hurt to talk things out. Uh, Practice good sleep. And waking hygiene. And turning off screens an hour before bedtime. Turning in. At the same time, each night, creating a comfortable sleeping environment. So I got myself on a good routine right now. Finally, it's been a while. And you know, the funny thing is, I got pissed off with my CPAP people because I asked for this new mask that wouldn't be pinching off and cutting off and clogging half my brain up and nose up and causing all these other issues. And since I stopped using the damn thing, Because I figured until I get that mask, I ain't gonna do it. I'm sick of them telling I need to do three months every night, four hours a night minimum, and get it registered on the little computer screen thing. Otherwise they're not gonna send they're not gonna cover insurance isn't gonna cover my products. Then I even offered to buy the damn thing just so I could get it. And they keep giving me the runaround, and so I finally said, screw it. Turn the machine off, put it aside, and just quit using it. And my breathing, bubbly internal breathing issues is mellowed out some. I'm um, sleeping better. I got a better routine going. I'm going to sleep better and faster. And so, yeah, it's just the damn cat waking me up all hours of the night. Not Letting me sleep more than five hours a day, that's screwing that up. But, yeah, I feel better since I got off the CPAP, so I don't know. Not really sure if it was working for me. I don't know what was up with that, but no one wanted to give me answers. All they wanted to do is keep sending me things about billing and shit. They give me the damn product. I ordered it the last company, and then that company left, and now I got a new company. And then the doctor that put me on this shit disappeared too. So, (laughs) all right, what else we got? No BS guide to good, healthy carbs. We need carbs to energize us, deliver vitamins and minerals, provide fiber for fullness and regularity, improve gut health, help cognitive function, Let's see, simple carbs are for fast energy, complex carbs are for all-the-way energy, fruits are both simple and complex. Uh, what are simple carbohydrates? Table sugar, brown sugar, glucose, sucrose, high fructose, carrot, corn syrup, honey, agave, milk, lactose, fruit, fru- fructose, that's all bad stuff. And sugars are simple carbs, and our bodies digest and process them quickly. So, starches and fiber are complex carbohydrates. Insoluble fiber, and fiber helps us get rid of waste, which is a lot of crap that we eat. Uh, Bulks up our insoluble fiber, bulks up our stool, and collects debris along the way. We get our insoluble fiber from whole grains and vegetables. And then soluble fiber attracts water and creates a gel-type substance in our gut. Uh, The substance moves along our digestive tract and binds with cholesterol and fat to be eliminated. Because of their structure, they take much longer for our bodies to digest and have limited effect on our blood sugar levels as far as starches and fiber are concerned, and complex carbohydrates. Some complex carbohydrates are whole fruit, vegetables, nuts, legumes, whole grains, and whole wheat products. So those are good things. Uh, Simple two-step carb strategy. Eat whole foods, not processed. Then combine macros in meal in a meal like fat, protein, and carbs when possible. Choose whole foods rather than processed and combine the macronutrients. A crash course on the carb energy cycle. When you eat a digestible carb, your body turns it into glucose and dumps it into your bloodstream. A rising blood glucose level signals your pancreas to produce insulin. Insulin tells your cells to open the gates and let glucose in. Your cells will use it to use it if they need immediate energy. Like if you started an indoor cycling class. But if you're just chilling, your muscles and liver cells will store glucose as glycogen to be used later. Eventually, your blood glucose level starts to go back down. A lowering level sends a different message to your pancreas. This time to make glucogen, glucagen... glucagen... <laughs> glucogen then tells your muscles and liver to release any glycogen they've been storing back into your bloodstream to be used for energy. So yeah, there you see how the pancreas works and is affected. and I can see how your pancreas can go through a lot of hell, depending on what you're putting it through and adding to your system. Like long term con- overconsumption of refined carbs can also lead to insulin resistance, pre diabetes, and type 2 diabetes. So, yeah, you gotta watch those things. Gotta have the better stuff. Uh, let's see. You wanna lose weight without diet and ex- <laughs> exercise? Uh, eating your food slowly can help you feel more full with fewer calories. It's an easy way to lose weight and prevent weight gain. Smaller plates can trick your brain into thinking you're eating more than you actually are. Therefore, it's smart to consume unhealthy foods from smaller plates, causing you to eat less. Adding protein to your diet has been linked to weight loss, even without exercise or con- Conscious calorie restriction. If you keep unhealthy foods on your counter, you are more likely to have an unplanned snack. So keep those out of there. Vicious fiber is particularly helpful in reducing appetite and food intake. This fiber forms gel that slows down digestion, which we just talked about. Drinking water before meals may help you, you eat fewer calories. Replacing a sugary drink with water is particularly beneficial. I said I lost 100 pounds by just knocking soda out of my life years back, a few years back, and it stayed gone. So. Larger portion sizes have been linked to obesity and may encourage both children and adults to eat more food. People who eat while distracted are more likely to overeat. Poor sleep and excess stress may imbalance several important appetite-regulating hormones, causing you to eat more. of course, sugary drinks have been linked to an increased risk of weight gain and many diseases. And red plates may help you eat fewer unhealthy snack foods this may be because of the color red triggers a stop reaction, but I disagree because red plates are all over the picnic tables. But I could be wrong. But I'm out of time, so I'm going to end it here. Be good to yourself. Be good to everybody else. Kick the shit out of the Monster. Rate, review, tell a friend, subscribe. We'll get back to you again sometime soon. Be good. Check out Crimson Color Comic Club. Check out 100 Call. Talk to you again soon. Bye bye.